Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, boy, get ready. Get ready. Sharon is joining me here today. Sharon Irizarry is joining me here today, the author of Kundalini Energy. Activate your power for enlightenment, and Shannon is going to take us through it. But before we jump into that, um, I think you all will notice, and Benny, we have a copy of the book to give away as well. I think you all notice that we have really up-leveled our conversation about energy now, all sorts of forms of energy. And if you're, if you're Shannon, right, you're a certified yoga teacher, you're a clairvoyant, uh, you have been in the wellness arena, helping countless people. It is more than just being an author. It's a life calling, you know, whether you're, whether you've attended some of her meditation or some of her workshops, it doesn't matter. It's about transforming and transforming emotional self. It's really looking at this yogic lifestyle and asking yourself, hmm, how am I feeling now? Have I been healed? Do I understand energy, energy healing and medicine? And what can we learn from our dreams? What can we learn from the signs, maybe our astrological signs? Or more importantly, how do we bring it all together? And today, I am so thrilled to be talking with Shannon about her latest project. And I got to tell you, the book is a project because this is when we're talking about activating power for enlightenment. And I think you all will notice that we've been doing a lot of shows, especially like the last hour and this one, because we've taken your request. And what we have found is the majority of you, you want some new tools. You want to know how to energy transform, how to learn the secrets, how to do it in both physical, emotional, and mental, and spiritual, all of those places. And by the way, why do I feel so good when I chant, even in the improper Sanskrit, thank you, Sarah Main, the Gaia Mantra, why does it feel so good to do that? I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer this, Shannon. (laughs) I got to turn this over to you now. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. And as you just covered, the book covers so much. So I'm going to help people understand the simple, but very deep benefits they can get from it. Yeah, look, you're a, you're you're in a masterclass when it comes to this. And you know, we did we asked our audience. I mean, this is a 20-year audience by the way. And we asked them, we asked them on social media, we asked them informally, we asked them in our newsletter. 
And the answer that comes back is I want to feel enlivened. I want to feel enlightened. I want to take in the power that will help me bend fear. I want to, I, I want to, I want to. And I'm telling you, when I went through your book and I read boost intuition and let go of fear and experience life altering bliss, who doesn't want that, Shannon? A hundred percent. I agree with you. <laughs> so I want to know this. How did you get here? Here's the question. When I meet people that are like you, that are sharing your gifts, you have not come this way without your own challenge and obstacles. And I would love to know, what are some of the challenges, obstacles you had to overcome, Shannon, to get you right here to this very moment? I believe that growing up, I was fear-based and that created anxiety about being liked anxiety about finding happiness from the outside. And that's a very futile search. And I had to overcome insecurities that we as women really have around our external appearance for finding happiness or having a relationship to be happy. I think that's obstacles we all overcome. Um, in addition, there was existential crisis, looking for something deeper, wanting to find meaning beyond the external and searching for that through failure. Mm -hmm. You know, when you fall flat on your face, it makes you look deeper. Oh man, doesn't it ever? And you know, I know we're talking about this particular book today and I know Jacob, you've got pictures of it or Olivia and I'm going to hold it up. I also know you have a book coming up, which I'm equally excited about because it all ties together and that's about spirit guides. But this particular book, let's talk about for people that may or may not know what Kundalini energy embodies, if we could do that. So from a nuts and bolts standpoint, we're talking about the physicality of the body interacting with the nervous system and the spirals of um, chi or life force energy that interact with the bundles of nerves we have. So in certain movements that engage certain muscles and in certain ways that we harmonize the physical systems of the body and get those um, chi centers to flow and activate a strong nervous system, we actually mix energies that come down through our um, chi centers and that come up through our chi centers right in the stomach. And when that happens, as long as we are in the correct posture, that energy will come up the spine out the top of the head and connect to literally higher states of consciousness where we can grab information through an expanded state of consciousness. Whatever you call that energy that goes up doesn't have to be called Kundalini. That's just the common name for it here. It is. The best. Yeah. You know, the reason I love for you to describe it, and I love the way you did that in so practical terms, right? I love that nuts and bolts. I was reading about that there because that's your approach isn't it? And I love that. And one of the things I was reflecting upon um, oh, about two weeks ago, 
when my friend said to me, you got to watch this movie, this new, oh God, what was the name of the movie? It was the latest Marvel movie with Shang Jane. And, and I said, okay, I'll watch it. I was enthralled, not by the comic book part of it, the movement part of it. When you watch, you know, the form, I can't even call these martial arts because they really weren't. When you watch the movement, I was really struck by those movements and the way you describe energy, opening, chi, and the power of that. And I just would love for people to understand what they have at their fingertips, right? Absolutely. And when you look at the martial arts and you look at Tibetan yoga and yep. you look at um, all different forms of movement in spiritual systems or in health systems, what they're trying to do is give you a more finite, um, is that the word, a more microscopic look yeah. at the anatomy to understand, first of all, how to strengthen the muscles, how to engage certain muscles that will help to activate that energy, and then to expand the breath capacity so you can bring in more of that chi, and you're, you're building uh, endurance to bring in a lot more energy. And you know, what you're doing in this book is really different too. And let's talk about that for a minute. And I can't help but going back to what I've read about you and your approach to things. But I love the idea of nuts and bolts. That's probably because I grew up with a mechanic dad who, mm -hmm. who made all of us girls learn about mechanic nuts and bolts at a very young age. But there's something about incorporating that notion and idea into a transformative daily practice, right? Right. Let's take away for a moment and address this. Because when I've done shows like this before, people have called in and they've said, it's so hard. I, I don't know where to begin. And you're talking about strengthening the nervous system. And let's just take that and breath work. Let's start there. Breath work, we know in science now, we know the power of breath work, don't we? We do. And a lot of times they're talking about calming anxiety with mm. slow, deep breathing. What a yogi does is creates all these different types of energy with different types of breathing through different parts of the body with different positions of the nose and mouth and it interacts with the nervous system to give you energy if you want that. It can also detoxify the body. It can bring oxygen to the brain and bring all this clarity. And the many different types of breath work are often not known in public. Right. They're not hard. It's right. just, you know, at first it's a little challenging to, um, have the mus the muscles work because you're not used to using the muscles they build very quickly because it's aerobic you're getting all that oxygen in there and those muscles will build 
I love that you spelled these out in the book. That was really, for me, so refreshing when I got to the chapter in the book about it. You know, usually when people write about breath work, they have a very conceptual point of view. But what you're giving us are very specific tools, very specific, you know, uh, solutions. And I love that we have this at our fingertips. And then, of course, it is, um, it is so instructional. You know, you tell us three to 22 minutes. There you go. How important was it to write a book that is so transformative, yet takes people on an everyday, daily, practical, transforming invitation? I thought for two years about the angle I was going <laughs> to approach the book with, because there's a lot of Kundalini books out there. Some of them are 100% instructional, and some of them are 100% theoretical. And what I wanted to convey, because we have been in a time of such division in all ways and polarity, what I wanted to convey is the history across time and cultures of this concept, people seeking this and developing very similar exercises to do so, even though it's called something else. And one thing I always say about this book is you can find peace and contentment without subscribing to any system because it's been done for so long. And then here's how to do it. <laughs> You know, I want to talk with you about something I don't get to talk with people about that often. Um, but I think you refer to these as the three locks, L-O-C-K-S. Um, and, and I think you even say once you get past the three locks, dot, dot, dot. I want people to know what we're talking about here, because that was really quite informative for me. Because I was reading this and I was saying, okay, yeah, I know that, I know, but I'd never heard, you know, once the Kundalini rises through the three locks and begins the stimulation of the pineal gland, I was like, whoa, what? This is like one of the most um, well-known parts of Kundalini yoga because you experience it so much when you do it or when you don't do it. So coming from... Um, Let's say in Reiki, a lot of people have had or given Reiki that are into energy. And you know when one of the energy centers is blocked, and then once it releases, there's this release of heat, and it feels so much more relieving. So when it comes to the locks, um, one at the very base of the body, the second one at the navel, and then the third one pulling your chin in so that you're your spine is actually in alignment, including your neck, right? Because we have this forward neck. So when you do the meditations in this book, when you're sitting, which, you know, a lot of spiritual, esoteric, intuitive things happen just from sitting and doing breath work or chanting. If you use those locks the whole time, your whole experience is different. Yeah. You, you start to actually feel the energy of the group that you're in. If you're in a group, you start to um, experience synchronicities and you also start to get DMT, which is naturally produced from the body, which makes you feel much better when you are done. If you use those locks, you're gonna feel 
blissed out without any drugs, <laughs> yeah. you know, and no hangover, you can still operate a moving vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the reason I, I'm, I'm really wanting to talk with you about this, because, you know, as we go through, and we go on this journey with you, and, and, you know, I love the way you presented this, because anybody that picks up this book can do it. Anybody right. that picks up this book is not going to need another book to explain what you're saying in this book. And that is really refreshing to me, because so many books I've read, I've left the book by thinking, now, where do I begin with that? But I want to jump ahead for a little bit. And even before talking about healing and manifesting, I want to talk about something that has come up a lot for people over these past COVID months. Manifesting to remove ancestral karma. Whew. Yeah. Let's get at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Do I have some stories for you? Come on. Let's bring it on. Okay. So I'll tell you three stories real quick. Great. Consolidated. I did this because I felt a friend of mine was in danger. And I did this. And it saved their life. I continued for eight months, 30 minutes a day. And that person went from in the dumps, everything bad to better, 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 better. Everything resolved. Then I gave it to a friend and he was doing it for his mother. She was working in a freezer and her hands were getting arthritic really, really bad. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, she received a huge amount of money from the government. She didn't know she was entitled to. She was able to leave that job and heal herself. Then I did this with a group of eight women at New Year's Eve at midnight. And I said, listen, this, this brings out energy from your field that has been there for a long, long time. And we're going to need tissues. And so we did this. And at the end of the 30 minutes, everyone's makeup was streaming down their face because it released so much energy from their field. And those are three experiences that, you know, just are a small um, example. And um, the, the thing about Kundalini energy or Kundalini practice is that everybody you talk to who's done it is like, yeah, it works. <laughs> it just works. But this is so important because energetically, right? And, and you know, I'm really touching upon the surface here, but energetically, you know, these energies can become literally for some people, dream killers, right? And if we don't talk about them in the way in the stories that you just shared, it is what I have found to be a real sticking block. When you have an enormous vision, you know, it's right, you're on your life's path, and you cannot manifest to save your life. Woof. We're on the right? same page here. Right. So, absolutely. And this exercise, you're breathing in and you're lifting up over your head and your intention is the most important. So if you're removing this pattern that has been in your family for so long of fear, fear-based living, scarcity, uh, you know, only doing the most practical thing, not believing in energy, you are lifting that up and out with your intention and your breath, and you're literally removing it from your cellular 
memory, right, that you've inherited. And that intention actually makes a huge difference. You know, all these, these um, limitations that are so uh, deeply ingrained in our energetic system that we can start to recognize because we're looking for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, addiction, um, codependency, all of those things can be addressed. It is so important. And, you know, the reason we're talking about this now is because there are so many energies being um, being uh, converging. That's the word I want to use. There's so many energies converging. And let me just give you a couple of examples. Now, this is not unusual. And I don't want it to make it sound like we as human beings have never been here before. We have. The difference, though, between being in the energy now of a COVID-19, the fear around that, economic, a war in the Ukraine, the difference between 30 years ago and experience almost the same thing, right? And now is that we are living in a digital blueprint, which you can hardly avoid any or all of that unless you don't have a phone don't get text messages, don't turn on the television or radio, or don't dot, dot, dot. I mean, hasn't our energetic blueprint gotten more complicated now? I love energetic blueprint. I'm actually using that, hopefully, in my next book title. (laughs) But, okay, you bring up so many good points there. So number one, the point of doing the breath work every day clears your energy field and strengthens it so the energy around you isn't affecting you. That's huge, very practical, and you can feel it. Number two, the, um, the digital thing, strengthening your nervous system actually helps you to overcome the negative ions, oh, sorry, the positive ions that we get from electronics. It builds negative ions and pushes the energy that would cause depression and would um, deplete our nervous system. So it replenishes our energy field in the, you know, having to use um, digital things. And with, with the digital world, we are constantly inundated with information and we get overwhelmed and it's draining because we're in information overload. When you do the breath work and you'll see this at about 11 minutes into it, with the more active breath work, your thoughts start to order themselves. The chaos in your mind just becomes so clear. And all of a sudden your ideas are much more simple. And then finally, um, it's a little bit deeper. So you're talking about all these problems in the world. In, In the teaching of this more spiritual type of yoga, they talk about the negative mind, the positive mind, and the journey to the neutral mind, which in this time is the most important thing, most important place you can get your mind to be because you're not caught up in the drama. You're not overly positive, you know, oh, nothing's happening. And you're not overly negative, angry about everything. You know, it was interesting. There was an experience um, that I've talked about a little bit over 20, 20 years doing this with the Dalai Lama. And um it talks to that place. But to see it in action, Shannon, to see it in action, you want to learn it. You want to be there. And I want to ask you about this. 
if people could feel the power of what you just described, that neutral place, mightn't they discover all of the superpowers of enlightenment in there quite easily? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I tend to oversimplify sometimes. My friend said, Pat, it's not right. It's not wrong. It just is. It's not, it's not positive. It's not negative. It just is. It's not gain. It's not loss. It just is. And that was some of the most powerful lessons. I shared a story earlier today uh, with an experience I had many years ago with one of my mentees who woke up in a panic. Bank account was like negative 200 or something. And I got a text message. This must be a sign that I should not write my book. I should not do my dream. I, I, I can't remember. It was a while ago, but you get my point. Mm -hmm. One situational event in the external world is enough sometimes to get us out of that place of creation, spirituality, empowerment, superpower energy, that neutral space. I don't know why we call it neutral, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> one event, one alert. That's what we have to help people do, don't we? That's what you're talking about here. Yes. And our environment, you know, can affect if we've been in a good state of mind, all of a sudden we're in an environment where people are fear-based and it just kind of, you know, comes in slowly. It's, you know, mindsets and things people say. Um, sometimes people get in this train of thought that everything happens for a reason and everything is predestined. And that's a big type of conversation in the new age community. Everything happens for a reason, but it doesn't also remind us that we are co-creating with our, our thoughts and our, our sound current, our words. Um, I was in one of these, um, I guess you want to call it like immersion trainings. And we did this exercise that could be very helpful for people to slow down the mind. When we're talking to someone, we usually want to defend, to uh, impress, uh, and one other thing I can't remember. But if we set the intention to only listen to understand and to communicate soul to soul, we start to get this intuitive understanding of why they're saying what they're saying and the truth behind it. And to not respond and not react gives them the feeling that I'm paying attention. I'm actually really, I want to feel what is at the root of what you're saying. So talking soul to soul and really when you get to talk, slowing down to think about what you say and that type of energetic exchange even if you're in a negative environment reminds you the energy you put out is reflected back to you so when you're consciously very consciously having an intention when you're communicating with people can keep you from all of a sudden being pulled into that negative space and 
I've heard it as interlocking. So you don't want to interlock, right? That's it. No, that is a great term because when I was going through this book and I want to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of how to create, how to manifest, how to shift things, how to change it around. Because, you know, your exercise, I, I love this quick exercises. I, I got to tell you, I can count on one hand books that have come across my desk that talk about anything about Kundalini energy that use the word quick in it. So I commend <laughs> you on that. But before we go to break, I want to just say to everybody and Benny, we're going to give a copy of the book away when we come away. All right, everybody right there. How do we find out about you? Let's make sure we get to your website and all of the above. So just my really difficult name, ShannonIrizari.com and Instagram, ShannonIrizari. Um, how to spell the last name is Y-R-I-Z-A-R-R-Y. Beautiful. Um, when we come back, we'll give a copy of the book away. But now we're going to take what Shannon has talked about so far. And let's talk about manifestation vitality, moving beyond fear, anxiety, depression, how to get to the place where you will truly enjoy chanting. Now, here's what I want to say about chanting. A lot of times you may have had an experience, right, where people have said to you, you must do it this way, you must do it perfectly. Sarah Main is a Sanskrit expert. She is world known. And she even allows me to do my chanting in a not so perfect way. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction. Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on TransformationTalkRadio.com. There isn't a magic pill to creating your healthy lifestyle, yet it doesn't have to be hard or feel impossible. Health works from the inside out, connecting both your body and your mind. Georgette LePage lives and breathes what she teaches, so allow her to be living proof of what can work for you. Connect with her now for a free 30-minute discovery session to see what results you are looking for and how she can help you get them. Visit GeorgetteLePage.com. Boy, does this feel like good times today. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love it. This is a show that's going to invite all of you to open up your heart because it's about dreams coming true. There's a road we get to take as we craft out and we lay a course that's in service of so many others. Sometimes the universe, God, whatever you believe in, have you ever wondered why, but better than why, or how the universe knows 
how to line things up in a way that gets you ready for the most expansive part of who you're going to become. This is the time to change and gratitude. Meeting with love opens up more expansive possibilities than you can imagine. Crust busting your way to an awesome life. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist with Drina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and with Drina Layton show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. Mary Jane Mack, and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara Company. I've been using the Valara Company equipment, the air machines, since 1992, and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew, and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great. Shannon, thank you so much for today. Uh, again, please tell people how they get a copy of the book, how they find out about you, how they can connect with you, all of the above. So my name is Shannon Irizarry. I just released the book, Kundalini Energy, Activate Your Power for Enlightenment. You can get it in all the major retail online places and my website, shannonirizarry.com. You can find out all of my you know, recent events on Instagram, Shannon Irizarry. Thank you so much for that. And Benny, let's go ahead uh, and give away a free copy of the book. Please do that. 1-800-930-2819. I was reading one of the uh, testimonials or comment from another friend of mine who's been on the show a lot, Cindy, Cindy Dale. Um, And she says it so beautifully about what you've created here. About the best secrets never being kept a secret. And about writing a book that's not only for, quote, gurus. And and that is what we mean by nuts and bolts. But it allows you, in her words, to, you know, leave the beauty mark of Kundalini on your body, mind, and soul. And that was so beautifully written by her. And, you know, what I want to flip to and talking with you about now is the why. Why do we want to do these things? Why do we want to learn them? And the why is addressed in so many places in your book. I don't think you leave anything out. I think you've even included astrology in here. But when I say why... Where I come from, just like the chanting, why would it be important for me to learn or unlearn what I've learned and learn the proper pronunciation of such a powerful, powerful language? And that's what you do in most of the rest of the book, whether it's diet, body chemistry, all of the above. You give us the why, the what, and the how. And tell us about the importance of bringing it all together, including the correct pronunciation of chanting. 
<laughs> That's a great entry point for the why. When I would go to classes with the teachers who have been teaching the longest, they would spend the most time talking about the why. So we would understand why in the world am I doing this chanting? Like in, in the logical mind, the logical mind doesn't understand why would I chant in another language? If you think of a guitar and you play a string on a guitar, the, the cavity of the guitar will respond in a certain way, depending on where the string is, how thick the string is. If you think of the body as a cavity, when you play certain notes on the, the different cavities of the body, the stomach, the lungs, the throat, the mouth, the upper uh, nasal passageways, it actually creates different wavelengths. And those wavelengths, if they hit the right note, will be a little bit more effective because it's a, it's a harmonized note and it harmonizes the energy in your body, just like a wavelength. And when these were created, when these, um, even the yoga poses, the names of the yoga poses in Sanskrit and the mantras were created, the yogis were in an expanded state of consciousness where they were just like, oh yeah, this is the right sound to clear all that ugh, experience. <laughs> that memory from that part of the cellular memory in the body. And they just got it because they were in that state and they wanted those sounds to be recorded and remembered because it works so well. And so when they say, you know, don't change it into English, it's because you're changing the notes. For example, cobra pose in Sanskrit is bhujangasana. It literally resonates the place you're stretching in the body, the sternum to open and oxygenate those cells and free any negative emotional energy. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes. And you know, that really is one of the, the most fascinating discoveries. If you listen to any of Sarah's shows that she does, I mean, she always ends it, you know, with something very special. Um, and, you know, you could, you could, you could feel it. And at the same time, it is one aspect of what we can learn to really be in that place of peace. I want to ask you this question. And, you know, you use a favorite word. This is my favorite all-time word in the book. Um, uh, it's, it's a word I use a lot. I've given it spiritual meaning. It's called adaptogen. Now, usually we have referred to that when we grow things like makaru, mm -hmm. right? But it's a powerful, powerful word. And yet adaptogens have such a purposeful meaning when we're talking about transformational energy. Can, can you just talk to that for a little bit? Oh, that's a big question. In this practice, let's say you pick up and you're, you're really confused. Should I do this one for ancestral clearing for 30 minutes? Or should I do the three-minute addiction meditation, right? <laughs> and I can't say I made, I made this up because I've heard this a million times. I've experienced it a million times. It doesn't really matter which one you choose. Yep. Just keep doing it. And you're yeah. going to get improvement. You're going to get improvement beyond what it says it's going to do because it's strengthening your energy it's clearing the negative and it's actually 
creating more health and harmony between the eight major physical systems in your body. So you're just going to feel better. You're going to be able to manifest because your energy is positive and your energy field is big. So you're going to attract opportunities. And don't you always get the question or a lot of times get the question because I remember this coming up in a group, uh, a group uh, course years ago. I don't know where to do it. Where should I do this? Where should I practice this? And, you know, I, I mean, honestly, it, it was a really great conversation because some people want to have a space. Other people like to move their space. Um, and, and we get hung up sometimes on the nuances of doing it right and we'll sacrifice doing it at all because we're afraid of doing it wrong, right? Do you find that? Yeah, people that are extremely analytical, um, you know, your Virgos. <laughs> they want Linda's our producer. She's <laughs> like a triple Virgo. I'm sure she never makes mistakes because she knows every single And she mistake. catches all of our mistakes. Yeah. Pretty much, right? So if you're like a more creative, you know, flow, going with the flow Pisces, you're not going to worry about it being perfect. You're just like enjoying it. And there's everything in between. So the best things to know about practicing this is just do what you can. If you can't hold your arms up for 11 minutes, put them down until you can bring them back up. If you have a physical limitation, do your best and don't hurt yourself. If you feel any pain, stop. You're not going to be able to do the full amount of time when you start, and that's totally okay. You're not going to have the flexibility of a 30-year-old a 30 year practice yogi and that's okay do your best and then what was your other question well i mean what we're talking about is that people will sometimes not begin because of fear of quote doing it wrong now i have to tell you that you know chanting doing it wrong didn't stop me right because i knew and i could feel the power of that wanting to do it correctly because I could also feel the power of that. But we get it, we get caught in this chicken and an egg thing. Of, I don't have the right space. It's not well lit. I, I didn't. And, and I think the message for today has got to be, you just do it. You know, that is such a great example of why Kundalini energy is the perfect, or Kundalini yoga is the perfect practice for super intelligent, um, fast thinking, business entrepreneurs, leaders. The thing is, they have a million things going through their mind. They can't shut it off. They're always doing things and they're stressed out, right? So in Kundalini yoga, I mean, you can literally do it anywhere. It would be nice if you had the same organic material to do it on because it'll hold that vibration of your meditation, a nice organic shawl. To always do it with, but you don't have to. Um, the thing to know is that this isn't just a pose where once you learn it, your mind can go to your shopping list, like you know, in a yoga class that you would go to. There is so much nuance. Okay, just for example, eyes at the tip of the nose, tongue at the roof of the mouth, um, chin chin lock, um, Uddiyana Bandha, you know, root lock navel lock, breathe in through your nose four times and out through your mouth with O-shaped lips four times. 
and then put your arms at, what is that, 45 degrees, cover <laughs> the thumbs. Do you see what I'm getting at? Your yes. mind cannot go to other things because you're so present at, you know, all these things. And then when you somehow get all those things and your mind starts to go away, you notice it. And then you can stop it because you're trained to notice your mind. It's fascinating because there's so much to learn, but there's so much that I think are really intuitive. I mean, you go on in the book and you really talk about everything from essential oils and incense and, uh, and astrology and so forth and really bring it all together. But people will find very natural things. Let me just get, let me just say this and, may, and then you can comment on this. I play a sport and I do some stretching. But there's a stretch that I do that if anybody ever walks into my little stretching area before I go out on the, on, on the court to play, they would look at me like, why are you doing that? I don't have an answer. Didn't learn it from anybody. But in your book, I noticed it's called the plow pose. Oh, yeah. Don't know why I have to do that. Don't honestly, I do some leg stretching and then I get on a rug and I'm doing that. And then I read about it. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because all I had to do is start that practice of doing that 15 years ago to play this sport. Now, it's not the kind of pose that you're going to do in the middle of a table tennis court. <laughs> it is something that I go in a separate place and I do my stretching. But then I read about what this pose is about. But isn't that part of Kundalini energy, right? Your body knows what it needs. So obviously, my body needs this stretch. Isn't that fat? I found that fascinating. I didn't know it was called that, by the way. The experience you get when you feel the difference of doing it versus not doing it. It's right. A no, it's a no brainer. Right. And that position mm -hmm. for so many of us that are sitting a lot, it lengthens the spine. It helps to align the spine and it basically will unblock energy that wasn't flowing through your spine that has been stuck somewhere. And all of a sudden you feel this clarity, you feel more energy and you feel like you're more mobile. And they call that pose the it's either the king or the queen of yoga because it's so powerful. And once you do kundalini yoga with all the breath work and the nervous system is strengthened, when you do that pose, you will feel the upward and downward energies collect in your stomach like a non-burning white heat. And that is a kundalini energy that can then flow all the way up the spine. And it is hilarious because you you're like, what is going on? Sometimes that energy comes out of the hands, the feet, it gets hot at your tailbone. And you're like, did I, you know, accidentally wet myself? <laughs> no, but it is that experience. And, you know, it really then leads me to the last couple of minutes of what I want to talk to you about. And what I found in the thread throughout the book, and maybe not said directly all the time, is the intuitive nature of the way you're presenting this. And I think later on in the book, you talk about intuition. My sense is that 
intuition is either going to be the next frontier of consciousness evolution or it will become a lost art because i think that's where we are we're at a crossroads kind of that's just my projection um, and yet some of my tech friends will say i develop every program intuitively even though it's technology can you talk about intuition in 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 all of this and i know i know that you do much more with intuition i know you've got another book but I'd be remiss if I didn't hear you speak about it with this book. I have good news. And any of the listeners can pick up a book. I think it's called The Yugas. And I touch on this in the book. It's an astrological cycle, 25,000 years that has been tracked in many different cultures. So you go and you divide the 25,000 years by 12,500. 12,500 years society's consciousness is devolving and then you get to the bottom of the circle and then for 12,500 years it is evolving and as we look at the innovations that have happened they happen around the world at the same time because people are starting to tap in the same consciousness at the same time we just came out of the piscean martyr consciousness for 2,000 years and we're moving into this you know it is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Sorry about the singing. But we are, no matter what, moving into a more telepathic state of mind way past our lifetime and continuing. So it's not that we're moving into a dark age. You know, people get really paranoid about that. But you look at these cycles and it's, some people call them the golden age, the bronze age. And we're moving up to a more evolved state of consciousness where everyone will be more telepathic. And eventually, technology is going to catch up to that. And people are very concerned about AI. But when we evolve consciousness, we become more compassionate. And we're not going to use things for malicious reasons yeah. as, as a majority. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things we're developing, and we're actually going to crowdfund uh, for it, is AI for the soul, because Ooh. it's an idea we got about three years ago. We're building it out now. We have a website we're building out, and we have our own version of what that could mean. And I think I want to go back to your comment based on what you just said and go back to the conversation of the neutral zone. See, if we it's not good. It's not bad. It's not ugly. It's, it just is, right? That's, I mean, that's my version of the neutral zone. It's this place where something can be, and it takes on a life of its own. Even though we call it the neutral zone, it doesn't mean it's energetically static, does it? If we, <laughs> if we Great question, right? You only have two minutes, so I'll let you okay. off the hook with that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is a great question because once you go down the wormhole, you, you end up there eventually. And when we pull in intuition, intuition works beyond linear time. Mm -hmm. And you start to engage in different dimensions that experience energy in different ways so when <laughs> this is so complex i'm trying to do it quickly <laughs> repeat your question one more time no i i think that this is going to be great for the next time you come back so yeah. we could pick up from here because this is the paradox of what we're talking about it's paradoxical to me 
And, you know, I'm not studied like you are, but it's always been paradoxical to me because anytime I've ever been for any length of time in that neutral place, albeit last night, like I got the book in the hand, I don't have a court, I got to do my shows from here. Uh, and we're like, well, you have to go back to the studio and then boom, oh, you have an old alienware that doesn't work, go get the court. Now, I don't know that I would have gotten to that if I wasn't in that place. Right, right. And a lot yeah. of times, right, you get it? A lot of times yeah. we confuse that place with inaction. Right, right. So when you get, now I got it. It's like we need <laughs> each other for this. When you get into this flow state um, where there's no negative and no positive, you don't react to things in a negative and positive way. And when something doesn't happen, or does happen, you're not surprised. So That's it. it's funny. It's all funny. <laughs> it's cool. It's well, cool. I wasn't surprised. I mean, honestly, this happened in 15 seconds. Right, right. And, 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 and I wasn't surprised. And I, and I had Jessica in my hand. I had your book. I walked into the other room. I yanked out the cord. I plugged it in. It had a little error message about okay, it's not going to charge because it's 124 votes. And I said, okay, continue. And here we are today. But see, it can be that easy, can't it? Oh, yeah. And once you practice this, you just experience it all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's so much fun. And it's not hard. It's easier it than fun. a regular yoga class. <laughs> it is fun. And I would encourage people that get your book and actually go through it. This is just me. I make notes of events like that. See, I made a, I made it in my little, my, I'm a little old school sometimes. Okay. Ta-da. Okay. Um, and I have to write it down because sometimes at the end of the week, I go through it and I say, wow. Wow. Look at this. The universe conspires to support you. Yeah. I hope you'll come back and we're going to pick it up where that takes off. Because trusting in ourselves, trusting in the universe is one of our greatest challenge at the moment. Uh, thank you for today. Please tell folks how they can get a copy of your book. And I'd love to know your personal message. So Llewellyn is the publisher of the book that I know. put on the site. If, if other places run out of it, of course, Amazon. But if you can get it from a small mom and pop place, that would be awesome. My website has a link, shannonarizari.com. Thank you so much. Dr. Pat, it was so great to talk to you. Your questions are absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, you could tell I'm on a journey myself, um, faced with some interesting life path decisions. And I appreciate the, your approach to this because the power of what you're sharing and the body of work, your life's body of work, this is really what we now need to know. This is really that frontier that will really get us to that next place, which will then get us to the next place. And thank you for demystifying it for us.